before class, we were focused on our lesson plans that we wanted to execute our day, get through our lesson plans, be flexible, but get through the plan. And now I would say our focus is on the kids. I'm Liz with TeachStone, and this is Teaching with Class. Today we're talking about class group coaching. That was Amy, a preschool director, who will share her experience sending teachers. community have asked about MMCI or making the most of classroom interactions. It's actually now being called class group coaching and to learn more I brought in my colleague Andrew. So my name is Andrew Hokoon. I'm an instructional designer here at Teachstone. I design the learning experiences that our users go through for many of our products. Well thank you so much for joining us and I guess let's start with what is class group coaching? Yeah, absolutely. So class group coaching is a program that you can send your, if you have coaches in your organization, you can send them to a coach training. Um, they learn about how to facilitate a 12 session uh, program for their teachers um, to help the teachers develop class proficiency uh, to improve their interactions with the children in their care. Um, we currently offer the program at the infant toddler pre-K and K-3 age levels. Uh, the coaches go through a coach training in which they get to know the structure and the logistics of the program, I get to see the activities demonstrated by their trainer, and practice facilitating the program's face-to-face -face and online activities. Um, in addition to all of that, we don't want to just develop uh, class group coaching coaches, we want to develop strong group coaches so that they're not only good at delivering this training for their teachers, they're just effective group coaches. So we introduce them to some group coaching competencies and help them develop those. And so what do the coaches do? What does it look like if I'm a coach attending? Yeah. Um, so like I said, they go through this coach training. Um, they get to get to know what the program looks like for their teachers, get to see the whole teacher experience. They get an opportunity to practice these activities that they're gonna be leading. Um, and before that, even seeing a trainer demonstrate those activities. Uh, once they're trained, uh, they can begin facilitating cohorts of teachers uh, through the program. While they're doing that, they also have a level of support from a Teachstone staff. Mm -hmm. uh, they will support them for a year as they submit recordings of some of their sessions, some of the activities that they lead, and they get personalized feedback from their Teachstone uh, specialist to say, hey, here's what we saw based on these group coaching competencies you're working on. Here's where your strengths were. Here's some areas for growth um, so that they get an opportunity to improve their facilitation of the program for their teachers as they go through it. Awesome. And what about as the teacher? How are, um, how are the coaches maybe selecting the teachers and what are the, what's the teacher experience? So the teacher experience, uh, they, teachers attend 12 two-hour face-to-face sessions mm -hmm. that are led by a coach. In these sessions, the teachers will learn the importance of class-based interactions at a basic level. They don't really have to know anything about class going into it. They can just learn from this program. The teachers get to know each of the class domains and dimensions. 
they get to see what each dimension looks like in the classroom, and then they get to plan to practice class-based interactions. Between each session, teachers have the opportunity to practice those class-based interactions from the plans that they made at the previous session. And they get to engage with online resources to help deepen their learning about the class domains and dimensions. When they return to the next class group coaching session, uh, they get to reflect on their practice with their coach and their peers in a group discussion. So it keep, holds, one, the teachers accountable to practice, but it also helps them learn from each other's experiences while practicing these interactions. And 12 two-hour sessions seems really intensive. Why is it so long? Uh, it does seem pretty intensive. Uh, what we do is we try to space it out so it's not so overwhelming for the teachers. Mm. Um, we start off uh, with an introductory sec session where they just kind of develop rapport, get to learn what is class, why am I here, mm -hmm. and what am I going to be learning about for the next 11 sessions. Um, the second session is all about the class domains. Uh, so learning about at the high level what's emotional support, what's classroom organization, instructional support if you're in pre-K. Um, and then from there, the next number of sessions are about the class dimensions. Mm. Um, so they one, uh, usually one dimensions per, per session if you're in pre-K. In infant toddler, we do, since there are so many, we maybe do one or two, but they're related dimensions. Um, that way we get to really have them focus in on what the dimension is, what the indicators are, see uh, written examples, see visual examples through video, and then they get to plan interactions for each dimension to practice before they learn the next dimension. And so you said that the teachers don't need to have any class experience going in. Who in general do you see this being the best program for? Who do we recommend it for, uh, both for the coaches and for the teachers? Um, so we recommend this program for organizations that are looking to build foundational class knowledge uh, throughout their teacher population. Mm -hmm. um, this is part of our stage two of the journey, developing proficiency for teachers, or developing proficiency in that we're also looking for organizations that have either an existing coaching structure or are mm -hmm. looking to build a coaching structure to support growth within their organization. Our coaches, in order to facilitate class group coaching or even attend a coach training, you do have to be a certified observer for that age level in class. Mm -hmm. um, so it's people who, coaches need to have that knowledge before they can even facilitate these sessions so that they can then develop greater proficiency for their teachers. Wonderful. And you mentioned a little bit of uh, some online resources. What are what are those? Uh, so our online resources um, for version two of the program, um, we have an online course that the teachers have the opportunity to go through. Mm -hmm. um, these activities help teachers prepare for the next session. Um, by being able to see some video examples of a dimension, being able to read about the basics of what the dimension is. And it provides them a foundation so that when they get to that next session, they have a better chance of saying, hey, I remember reading about this, seeing this. They can come prepared with questions. Um, they can come prepared with a better ability to discuss what the dimension is um, so that it's almost kind of like a flipped classroom feel. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a really great opportunity to learn more at home at, on your, at your own pace um, before you come to the face-to-face -face session. 
And I imagine having that cohort, having other teachers who are going through the same thing at the same time and learning about it along with you to, to bounce ideas off and compare is really helpful. Do the teachers usually know each other? Is the cohort usually from one center together? Or what what does the cohort typically look like? Most of the time, I've heard of cohorts that do know each other. They're all from the same center, or um, they've at least know of each other and work together some. We've also heard of instances of maybe it's a whole collection of a bunch of different centers um, that may not know each other, but their coaching structure works out so that they're coaching all of these teachers. And by the end of 12 sessions, you certainly get to know each other. Yes. <laughs> and that's one of the goals, like I said earlier, like in the introduction, that session one, we build that rapport, the camaraderie between the teachers. And then at the end, the last session is all about a send off. It's reviewing what you've learned. It's very celebratory mm. um, to kind of bring some a con- good conclusion to the program. Well, thank you. This has been very helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to help Liz. So to learn more, I wanted to hear from someone who had gone through MMCI coaching as a teacher. I reached out to Amy Schultz, the director of a preschool in Kansas, and her assistant director and a center teacher there, Amanda Myers, after Amy had raved about her experience with MMCI in a recent survey I had sent out. And I asked if they would be willing to share their story. Amanda, you went through MMCI as a teacher. Can you tell me about that experience? I thought this was the best program we ever took because um, I've been teaching for 13 years and I've taken a lot of classes. I've done a lot of things and it's just to get hours. Um, And this one really felt like I got some valuable information. I got tools as a veteran teacher that I felt would increase my own Um, weaknesses and help me in those areas which sometimes as a veterans teacher is hard to admit sometimes but I definitely have um, deficiencies in some areas and I think this helped me challenge myself in those areas. That's wonderful. Amy can you share how you decided to send your teachers to class group coaching? Well basically I received an email from our local family conservancy group that this was an opportunity for Um, anyone who was interested to go through this training and there was a grant provided and so um, I looked into it a little bit more I looked at your website I looked at what it was all about and just felt like this was definitely worthwhile and um, you know we were kind of blown away the commitment was big I mean it was five Saturdays um, that our staff had to attend Um, but Despite the amount of time, I think very early on, we realized how valuable this was to us as um, teachers, administrators, um, aiding staff, all of us. It was very valuable. And so you had not been using class at all before designing? Never heard of it. No. Oh, wow. No. So we were just, and I will tell you that I work with a lot of other directors in Kansas um, with our church body as a consultant and I have shared class and the opportunity that um, directors have to implement um, this valuable resource with many of them. Um, I really hope that a lot of them do it because the transformation that I have seen at our preschool has been pretty huge. Even a teacher like Amanda who, I mean, she knew what she was doing and she was already doing a lot of these things without realizing she was doing them. But the way that this 
caused her to push herself and to challenge herself to do even more was so good and continues to be so good, which is what I love about it. It's not like, oh, I've mastered it, I'm done. No, it's an everyday, okay, today, how am I going to interact? Today, how will I help them to learn more? Today, how will they become more of a community and learn how to work together and problem solve and all of that? So it's a daily type of a learning. It's definitely something that even as a veteran teacher, you know, you, you know what to do, but this has made everything kind of intentional. So I like to use the word intentional with our staff too, because we do a lot of interactions and and they just come naturally and we do a lot of positive climate and we do a lot of um, behavior management and that just sort of comes naturally as a teacher, but implementing this program and, and designing those as intentional moments has really made um, a huge difference in our staff. I've noticed, um, it, it's fun to stand on the playground with the teachers and they're like, oh, we had, you know, positive climate in our classroom today or, you know, or you can see someone walk by the classroom and they'll say, oh, I see you're using that regard for student perspective that we <laughs> talked about. Yep. And so teachers are using the language on a daily basis in our school. Um, so I think that has helped a lot. And then we have decided this year as a staff to extend that into we have a monthly um, dimension. So each month at our staff meeting, I will go over a dimension again and we'll talk about what it is. And then we talk about making specific intentional goals. And so each staff member has a, a sheet that they hang up in their classroom that they can see at all times of what their goal is for that month. Um, and I tell them, that the biggest part I want to do is make your goal reachable so that it's something that can become a habit. So instead of here's my goal, oh, I reached it, I'm done with it, it's a a goal that will become a lifelong habit for them. And I'm trying to go around, and I've done this better at the beginning of the year, but go around and catch them reaching or working on their goals. And as I see those things happening, I'll slap up a post-it and saying, I saw you, blah, blah, blah. And that way they are reinforced. Yep, I'm doing, I'm working on this goal. That's wonderful. Yeah, and then we also give time for, you know, anyone to share if they had some successes that month or mm-hmm. um, if they're, you know, we've had some issues where, oh, my goal was too complicated. I, I right. made it too hard for myself. Um, and then how can we adjust those? Um, we've had some one-on-one help making some staff goals who are struggling a little bit. It's some, some of the domains are harder for aides as opposed to teachers. Mm -hmm. So we've kind of helped guide, um, guide some of that too. You can see a difference in every classroom just for the fact that teachers are intentionally, um, responding to the kids and I can't tell you how many back and forth feed loops that we used to kind of have, but now we're intentionally having, and we're definitely going deeper. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not just two questions anymore. It could be five or six back and forth feedback loops. Um, It's really expanded really all parts of our school and the kids and parents have loved it. That's I would say before class, we were focused on our lesson plans that we wanted to execute our day, get through our lesson plans, be flexible, but get through the plans. 
And now I would say our focus is on the kids, wow. right? And it's not that we didn't love the kids before because this is a very loving, caring environment, absolutely. But now we recognize that they're going to learn and grow more if we focus on them and focus on how we interact with them rather than a specific plan. So that's probably in a nutshell the change that I would call transformational. Yeah, and I would describe class as um, less of a curriculum or a, an interaction guide and more of just an entire philosophy yeah. that, that can fit into your whole, whole world and arena at your schools. So we've definitely taken that to heart. And um, I personally am super passionate about it, mostly because um, I just kept taking classes and classes to get hours that you had to have. And every time it's, there's nothing I can add in there mm -hmm. is, Oh, I already do that. Or, you right. know, that's a fun craft, but I've done that. Or, um, it's helpful to listen and I might get one chunk of something fun to add into my class. But, um, this really changed the way I looked at, um, implementing something for a future, even years from now I mean you can work on one goal for a whole year if you really wanted to mm -hmm. and if you're really um, concentrating on that um, you can get better in those areas in small manners that changes your whole habit as you go along it's wonderful to hear that so early on in using class that there wasn't that pushback because I do think sometimes you know for myself also as a teacher you feel like that one more thing, you know, like I've been to, I've been to trainings, I, we have curriculum, we have lesson plans, you know, I don't need one more thing. And, you know, it's really not one more thing. It's like you said, it's just good teaching. It's, yeah, it really is. It's a good, well. I call it a lifestyle of teaching. It changes your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but you do, we did have at the, when we first started and it was this big commitment, most people already had their hours. So, uh, there was, you know, part of our staff that had that, well, I've got hours, I don't need them. It's a big right. commitment. I've got kids. I, I don't have time for that. But then you can tell it into the second year when they realized that they, they hadn't had the full on training. They, they wanted it. They, mm -hmm. they, they saw how it changed us. And yep. um, so that's kind of the moment where we went in as a whole school and like, this is going to work for our whole school. Yep. You'll see our, our circle times have changed. Our kids are, mm -hmm. um, depending on the class, you know, if you have a great class and they can lay down and sit for circle time, they get to do that. If, if their faces are front and they're, they're being safe and listening, um, you know, we've gone with this flexibility. And so you can see that in our classrooms where you might walk into a classroom at circle time and, you know, two kids are laying on their stomachs, but they're listening and they're engaged and they're um, into that story and not you have to sit crisscross applesauce mm -hmm. and you have to sit still and you have to listen to our story because mm -hmm. it doesn't work that way with kids. And um, I think this has helped us as teachers realize some of that. And, you know, is it, do you make your kids sit crisscross applesauce because of the teacher or because of the child? Mm -hmm. You know, so you have to reevaluate your rules in your classroom and why you've chosen those as your classroom rules. Have you been using or have any of the teachers used um, the online My Teach Zone resources as part of this? Mm -hmm. We have um, five of our staff who have signed up to do My Teach Zone through the Family Conservancy again. 
and one of their uh, trainers is working with our five staff who have signed up. She's giving them questions, she's giving them suggestions of resources to look at, and then they are then responding back to her through my Teach Stone. That's great, and, and have you gotten any feedback from those teachers of? Well, I happen to be one of those teachers. Okay. Personally, you know, I've been working on a specific goal, and um, she's been sending me videos and blogs and um, extra resources, lots of PDFs on making my own goals. Um, some of the things were so great, I shared them with our staff at staff meetings. I, I really think having someone with this continual um, involvement with us and us with our staff also just keeps it fresh and mm -hmm. keeps it again intentional you know it, it's it's easy to take a class and then forget about it three months later right. um, especially after a summer you know mm -hmm. summer's over back to school and we're trying not to get back into old habits and keep these new habits fresh and right. exciting how was it getting observed yeah i feel like um Getting the individual scores from the observations, we got them personally as opposed to, um, mm -hmm. you know, unless we volunteered it with our director, she didn't have that information. It was right. just directly to us. But I felt that was super helpful because I could see where I improved. I could see, because um, part of what I was nervous about was, oh, I'm going to be tested again. Am I going to be lower in areas that I was higher in? Because now I've concentrated so much in a different area and you're thinking well I, you know every 20 minutes but now I'm doing this instead of that um, but it was it was reassuring to to see that um, my scores remained the same in my higher areas and didn't didn't dip and so I thought that was helpful that you really can incorporate all of it um, which is hard to tell people because there is a, so much stuff but you really can become a habit and and one conversation with the child can be you know four different domains and right. you know ten different indicators mm -hmm. um and so once you get over that oh this is too much i can't do it every 20 yeah. minutes it helped to have those to know that it, it's doable and mm -hmm. and um i did happen to improve in the two areas that i really concentrated in so um i felt like that was really helpful. Um, I think it is a little, you, you get the, as someone coming in to observe us and they're like, okay, every 20 minutes they check you and then they write, you know, write for 20 minutes and then they watch you for 20 minutes. So you're like, oh my gosh, there's like 500 pages of this book and I have to do them every 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And it, it was really great to stop and think, no, I just need to hit these domains. I don't need to hit every indicator. I just need to make sure I've got something out of each one. I've contributed, mm -hmm. um, but it did make it intentional. Again, I, I really like that word. I like to say it a lot because I feel like this program has changed because of that, mm -hmm. um, our school. It's definitely a positive in that there's so many positives you can bring out to a staff person look how awesome you've done this and and this is improving and i saw you doing this interaction um and you know i'm on the playground with the staff too so i can hear people say in the little chit chats and things like that because i'm also the teacher but people really like it people are really impressed with um how it's affected their relationships with the kids how it's affected the kids learning they just feel like all that 
chit chat on the side, it has all been really positive and uh, nobody at first there was a complaint like, Oh, I don't want to go that many Saturdays. But once we got started, people who didn't get to go were wishing they had gone. That's amazing. Yeah. And I think for a teacher, you know, just like a student having specific positive praise is so meaningful. Like the yeah. sticky note on the door that says, I noticed your language modeling has improved is, is so much more meaningful than a nice lesson today. Right. Know? And cute craft. Right. <laughs> like I love your, your witch's hats. You know, like that's yeah. not meaningful or, or fulfilling as the teacher of I am a good teacher. Whereas you can get so specific that it feels like you're really seeing the work I'm doing. Right. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Do you feel like the children have experienced something different or do you see the, as an adult, do you see their experience being different than it was maybe three years ago? I would say yes. Um, I would say, for instance, just as an example, I used to have a teacher who I would say was a shushing teacher who um, frequently, you know, um, circle time, it was, you know, shush, shush, you gotta listen, gotta listen, quiet, quiet, quiet. And that teacher, I think, does things completely differently now. She's still here and she has such a rapport with the kids. The kids respond because she has that regard for student perspective. She understands better how um, that's not needed and that doesn't help promote a positive climate and how um, her understanding of what they need has now trumped her need for complete control the entire time they're in the classroom. And the kids are, I think, much happier. Mm -hmm. And I think she is too, right. because she can relax a little bit and understand that mm -hmm. this is okay and they're learning. And even though they're not all sitting crisscross applesauce, we are, having a great circle time. We are enjoying the time we have together. So that's just one example. That's why you can see the kids um, more engaged mm -hmm. in, in their learning and in their, um, I, I see kids that have relationships with teachers who aren't their teachers. Mm -hmm. um, you know, teachers in the hall or people in the office yeah. and, and these teachers have taken those skills and implemented them in the hallways in the bathrooms or wherever at chapel, wherever we are, you can see other teachers interacting with not their class. Um, shoot, I'd say all of our kids really love all of our teachers, whether yeah. they have them or not. Because they feel safe, they feel welcomed, they feel loved. Um, and I think that is very true, school-wide. Mm -hmm. Wow, it, you guys should be proud of yourselves, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Honestly, we, in this next year, will be going through an accreditation cycle. We are accredited through National Lutheran Schools Accreditation. And I honestly see that the whole class philosophy is going to be very obvious in all of our accreditation self-study documents. They will be noticing, um, you know, that we are implementing this in so many ways. And I personally, because I work um, as a volunteer for the state of Kansas, um, as a consultant, I would love to see more and more preschools mm -hmm. make use of class. And I'm kind of hoping that through our accreditation process that our visitation team will see the value of this and maybe recognize, hey, we've got to get more schools on board with this training. It's that good.
So that's kind of one of my goals. Um, but definitely it's, it's, it's part of who we are now. Well, thank you guys for doing what you're doing and for being willing to share your story and for your time. I appreciate it. No problem. Thank you, Liz. Yeah, we love Bye. it. Thank you for joining us for Teaching with Class. If you have questions about class group coaching or want to share your experience as a coach or teacher going through the program, we'd love to hear it. Log on to the class learning community to continue the conversation.